Just in general, I think when a woman decides to shave her head, something happened. Sometimes it's just for a new look, but also a lot of times it's like, oh, something might be going on. For me, I shaved my head a couple of times. I was in distress. If somebody would have joked about it at that time, it would have been devastating to me, especially because when you think about as a Black woman, because of the way that the culture is set up, a lot of our femininity lies in our hair for better or for worse. And when you have to divorce yourself from that, it does something to you. All of these hypotheticals, I think people are reaching and being like, well, what if Betty White had said it? First of all, Betty White is no longer with us. She would not have said that. So the hypotheticals are not important. I literally saw someone say Bob Saget. All of these dead people in heaven, like, why am I in it? Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. You've seen the title of this episode. So if you're listening, you very well know what we're going to be talking about. We are talking about the Oscars and what happened this past Sunday. I don't see this dying down anytime soon, unfortunately. You know, I thought it was. I thought that people like after Wednesday were going to be like, okay, it happened. We'll apologize. We're moving on. But I'm still, you know, people needed to process, I guess. A lot of writers are now, you know, publishing their their hot takes. But not just that, like, still people on my Instagram feed. People who have no business talking about this anymore are still sharing their opinions. And I'm like, why? For myself personally, I was like, fellow white women, I need you <laughs> to kindly shut the hell up. You are making this a racist situation when it is not a racist situation, which quite frankly is an achievement if you're able to turn it into that. So you need to just be quiet, listen and observe. Sarah, you and I were texting when this happened. I guess what's hilarious is I had literally just posted like, this feels like a lighter Oscars. It feels light and fun and frivolous <laughs> and fabulous. And then I go downstairs, I'm watching with my boyfriend, Chris Rock, for anybody not familiar or wasn't watching the show, was kind of poking fun at different celebrities as one does as a comedian on this show. And he made a comment. He said, Jada, I love you. Can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2. When I heard that joke, I immediately was like, ooh, this ain't good. I'm trying to think about it from like the general public's point of view. I don't know how you don't know that Jada Pinkett Smith has been dealing with alopecia because she's been talking about it since 2018. But for me... I personally don't like jokes that criticize or joke about people's appearances because they're typically things that people can't change. So in general, for me, it was a straight up, ooh. Especially a woman, especially yes. a black woman. Yes. I was trying to give the benefit of the doubt for like a lot of people. For example, like my sisters, we were texting about this as it happened. They didn't know. And so like there's an opportunity for me to like educate them. Like obviously Kirby, like you know what's happening in the entertainment biz like before it even happens. So you know, but- <laughs> 
even if you didn't know, you saw her reaction and you knew that this was not something that should have been joked about, right? Yes. And again, it goes back to, I think, just like plain common sense, like don't attack the person's physical appearance because you really don't know. I mean, I remember when people used to say things about Chadwick Boseman and his weight and he never, ever, ever mentioned what he was going through and people didn't know until he passed. And I think like that was honestly an eye opening moment for a lot of people. I understand that Chris Rock is a comedian and comedians do take things from their personal lives and poke fun at them. But there was also a lot that happened beforehand where he, you know, attacked Jada about boycotting the Oscars when he hosted in 2016. I know that Chris Rock and the Smiths have had a relationship for like the past 30 years, like in what regard, I don't know. But one thing I just want to say before we get into our excellent guest who wrote an amazing story that I think everybody can benefit from listening about. I think that if this was not at the Oscars, would this be that big of a deal? I honestly think about this a lot because it's like when it happened, I was shaking. I had adrenaline almost like, oh, my God, what did we just witness on this stage? But like if this was at a bar or if like this were anywhere else, he slapped him. It wasn't like he just a knockout punch and he fell on the ground. You know what I mean? He slapped him. And I was talking to my boyfriend about it. And Patrick's like, listen, would I have done that? Probably not. But the slap was the easiest way to show disrespect in that moment. And Mm -hmm. get across like you cannot speak like so many things played into this, right? Like they have been the butt of jokes for decades. They even made a joke about their marriage earlier in the telecast. So it's like tensions were high. There's a lot. There's a lot. All that being said, we have our incredible guest, a co-worker of Sarah's, Inaye, who, to be completely honest, is the only hot take opinion you really need to read that we care about. It's so funny, though, because Sarah and I were traveling the day after this happened in AA and like we were talking about like all of the different nuances of this and like how we could have two conflicting opinions, like two things that are different, but also feel them at the same time nuance. And then you wrote the story and Sarah shared it. I'm like, oh, wow. It's literally everything could not articulate properly. You did. Let's give an AA her flowers. We have, as Kirby said, the honor of having Ineye Koenibo on the podcast. She is a culture critic for Refinery29's Unbothered. She covers everything from politics to social media thirst. (laughs) (laughs) This is in Ineye's words. To the reverberations of colorism across the African diaspora. She's covered entertainment for so long, and she is truly an expert at this. And so, you know, that now includes slap heard around the world, as Kirby and we have been talking about on Sunday night at the Oscars. Um, And so, you know, she wrote what Kirby and I think is, like I said, the best op-ed on the internet. So we're really just thrilled to have her on to dive a little bit deeper on this piece here on Los Angeles. So welcome, Anaye. Hi, y'all. First of all, thank you so much. I am excited. I was saying earlier, I'm a fan. And thank you for putting some emphasis on the social media thirst, because that is my big, you know, if we weren't talking about the slap, we'd be talking about somebody sexy at the Oscars. So I appreciate it. We will welcome you with open arms anytime to talk about sexy people. Like, let's just get that out of the way. (laughs) Okay, so let's start this off by you walking us through what your live reaction was. Where were you when this happened? What were you feeling? What was going through your head? 
So I had actually been um, on vacation. I went to Mexico City. I was back like super late and I started watching the Oscars, but I was like, I'm kind of tired. Like, I feel like this isn't for me. I'm not really on that beat tonight. It's fine. I'm off. And so I was watching. I fell asleep. My boyfriend called me and he was like, baby, tell me why Will Smith. And I was like, Will Smith, what do you mean? And so he sent me a Twitter video and I was like, what do you mean? He slapped him. What do you mean? Will Smith doesn't slap people like that's not what it is. And so I had to get on Twitter because, you know, Twitter is my CNN. Twitter is my MSNBC. And so I was reading it and I was trying to get some insight because I was like, I don't know what the reason could be. And when I found out what Chris Rock said, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. And so, you know, for me, what was really crazy was just the onslaught of like very strong. He could have killed him. He could have done all of this stuff. And I think in the conversation, I kept wondering, like Jada Pinkett Smith was right there. And she's talked about this so many times. And I'm sure that, you know, obviously she's used to being the center of attention, especially in the last couple of months, couple of years. But imagine someone that you know well, focusing their attention on you on the biggest night of your husband's career. You're excited to be there. You've dressed up. You know, you know that people are going to be looking at you and talking about you. And the person chooses to make fun of the one thing, the one thing that you openly said was a struggle for you. And I thought, Chris Rock, yeah. And my boyfriend told me, he was like, to be honest, like, yeah. It totally makes sense. But my boyfriend's a different type of person. So I was like, well, don't do that. We're not condoning that. But also, I think it felt like two different worlds, two different reactions on Twitter. A lot of people in like black Twitter per se were like, yeah, that totally makes sense. He was out of line. And then you would see other people being like, oh my gosh, it's assault and this and that. And so I think as a black woman and as a black woman who's also been bald before by choice, not because of by um, circumstance or whatever, I really felt for Jada in that moment. And I also really felt for Will Smith in that moment. And it probably wasn't until yesterday that I started feeling bad for Chris Rock. Like, oh man, that sucks. But also, you know, I think people need to start thinking about the consequences that come with humiliating Black women. There should be consequences. And I think in that moment, I felt a little bit of um, like validation from Will Smith in that moment. I don't know that he knew that he was doing it for a generation or for a culture of Black women who have been humiliated and denigrated and made to be the butt of a joke. I don't know that he did that for anybody else except for his wife in that moment, or even a little bit for himself. It was moving to me in a way that I was surprised by. And I also feel disappointed that a lot of people couldn't see that kind of nuance to it. Totally. I think that there it's remains true. Two things can be true at the same time. I personally kept thinking, I mean, the whole day of the Oscars, the one person I kept thinking about was Will Smith. I was so excited for him. He was the front runner. He was going to win. This is a 30-year career highlight for him, finally. So I think, like, the shock of it all was the place it was in. Really, if he had done this, like, anywhere else, I don't think it would have mattered as much as it does now. Fortunately and unfortunately, right? Like, depending on, like, why he was he was slapping somebody. To add on to what you both are saying is what I think surprised me the most was how people felt the need to take a side on Twitter and on Instagram. It was like they could not wrap their head around the fact that like, you know, Anaya had beautifully written that there is nuance and complexities to the situations. They had to pick whether it was Will Smith could have killed someone, you know, like what the heck or like, you know, Chris Rock, like he shouldn't have done that. You know, like there were just like so many arguments to be made, but it was like either team Chris or team Will. And I was like, why? I'm like, well, where's team Jada? Yes. Where is team Jada here? I can't say that if somebody did that to Patrick and he was dealing with something that 
he couldn't control physically that I wouldn't want to run up there and smack a hoe too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I tell Sarah this all the time. I would kill someone for Sarah, like point blank. Like yeah, if you are has. messing with my girl, that's how I feel. Because it's not like a comfort thing that Will Smith just waltzes up there and does that. Like you have to be in a state where you're like, yeah, I, I can, I only am seeing this one thing. There's no one else here. I honestly feel like it was maybe even like a blackout moment. Like I am doing this now because I have reached my wits end. I have a really big problem with some of the conversation around now Will Smith is an abuser. Yeah. I have a very, very big problem with that. And I'm trying to say this carefully in AA because I feel like the black community can take this personally for so many reasons, white, but the white community, this is not the place to be putting your personal trauma into it. I feel like a lot of people maybe that have experienced abuse in some way saw that and it triggered them. And then it became this whole thing about how now Will Smith needs to like donate time to like domestic violence shelters and all of these other things. And I'm like, this is where the conversation starts to veer off track. Like, this is not what we should be discussing at this moment. And it's where I think personally, like white women, especially who claim to be allies and feminists and all of these things have to like be quiet and listen and observe. I know that you specifically had a moment with a person on your Instagram because you went to stories and I was like, oh yes, I'm sitting back and drinking the tea here. How does it feel to you when you have people responding to you in this way? I mean, I think that there's something about anything that has to do with Black women that people feel the need to kind of attack, even when it doesn't have anything to do with them. Again, this is something that happened on a public platform and the stage that everyone can see. So I'm not saying that it's necessarily like it doesn't have anything to do with other people because it was seen by other people. Other people were in the room. Other people were watching on TV, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever. But when we think about the nuance of the thing that actually happened, it's between three Black people, right? Three Black people. Yep. So it's like a kind of intraracial violence and event that was yep. witnessed by many other people. And I think that you know, when I wrote this story, I was talking about, you know, misogynoir, which is the intersection of racism and sexism that Black women particularly face. And that is a, you know, a love child of white supremacy. That, like, that's just what it is. But in the story that I wrote, it's not about white people. It's not about whiteness. It's not about, you know, the KKK or anything. It's not about making white people feel bad about anything. It's about a system that allows for Black women to be humiliated and sets it up so that Black women anywhere for anything, no matter your class, no matter your skin tone, no matter your hair texture, no matter Oprah, Beyonce, any type of Black woman in this system that we live in, it is okay for Black women to be disrespected. And that's the conversation that we're having. And I think that unless you're Black, you don't really necessarily understand that nuance. And so I'm talking about a person to person, a Black to Black violence. And in that moment, I was like, yeah, Will Smith, whether he realized it or not, was the first example for many Black women of a Black man stepping up and saying, you cannot embarrass this Black woman. Like, you cannot disrespect this Black woman. Whether, like I said, there's definitely ego involved. I don't want to be, you know, fake about that and say it's out of pure love and whatever. Chivalry is still tied to toxic masculinity. So all of that is, it's complicated. But I think for so many of us, there has been a lack of protection even within our own community. And so to see that is something that makes you say like, yeah, it sucks that it happened in this way, but I'm sure that Jada Pinkett Smith herself was like, wow, I didn't 
I didn't expect him to do this in that way. And I also was seeing a tweet where someone was saying in Will Smith's memoir, he was talking about one of his biggest like traumas is the fact that he couldn't protect his mom from his dad abusing her. And so imagine that trauma being processed in your adulthood. And then the next thing you know, your wife is being publicly humiliated by someone that you know, and someone who knows about y'all's situation, whether Chris Rock knew about or alopecia or whatever, he's put in a position to defend the Black woman in his life. And he says, yeah, I'm going to do that. And so for me, that's it's a conversation between Black people. I think that it's a nuance that Black people understand very well. And so for me to have this discussion on this like Black part of Refinery29, which is like, if you know, you know, I'm going to say this. It was only white women. For once, white men were like, well, I don't have anything to say here. Yeah. <laughs> I, like none of my business, but it was only white women who were saying, you're making this about race and you're trying to play the victim and you want to start a race war and bring attention to racial issues. One, I will always bring attention to racial issues because that is a necessity. And two, if it's not about race or if it's not about calling anyone racist, why are you getting angry about it? And that was the thing for me. It's like people really, a lot of people really just don't care for black women and don't care about our position in society and feel like, we should just take whatever and our issues don't matter. And I think that was the surprising thing. It was like, y'all really hate Jada Pinkett Smith? Like, what was the issue? It was really disappointing, not surprising at all, but I think that it speaks to the culture and it's exactly what I'm talking about. The need to check Black women, to deny our pain and the things that we go through by saying, well, it happened to everyone. Well, it happens to this. It wasn't even about race, but it did happen to a Black woman. And so it was upsetting, but not surprising at all. And I feel like I didn't anticipate white people reading it, to be honest, because it's like, you know, this is for who it's for. But the backlash, I think, was also kind of disappointing, too, because it's like supporting black women or being like, you know what? I don't feel this. I've never experienced this, but this is real for you. I think that's like a big part of solidarity. And that's why I think a lot of black women in general are disillusioned by that concept, because it's like just because you don't get it or you haven't lived that truth, that doesn't mean it's not true. How do you respond to people who are like, okay, so we just can't joke about black women now? Yes. <laughs> That's like, don't do it. I, I mean, I think that it's, <laughs> just in general, you should be respecting other people. Kirby, I really like what you said about being careful about people's looks. I know that when the Chadwick situation happened, I remember seeing pictures and thinking, hmm. Okay, that's different. And then when he literally died, to this day, I'm still devastated by that passing. And just imagine someone reading those comments and seeing those things and not knowing, even if Chadwick hadn't been unwell, even if he was just getting ready for a role, it's not your business. It's not your business. Words do hurt. And so I think when it comes to Black women, there's jokes that you can tell, but why take it to a certain place? Chris Rock definitely knew better. Good Hair came out 2009. The documentary is like, you know, debatable whether it actually did anything or whatever, but he knows that there is a, a thing there. And so to sit up in a room full of white people and to target Jada, he could have talked about Will. Will is the subject of the night. He's the person who's up for an Oscar. You can focus the attention on him, but to put the attention on his wife who didn't do anything, who just sat there and ate her food and just looked beautiful, I think was really shameful and disgusting. And he knows better than that for sure. Yeah. I was like, couldn't you have made the sim a similar joke with the Javier and Penelope? Yeah. You know, was that his joke? It was his joke, right? If he loses, like, he'll be, like, she'll be upset. A very gentle, funny joke. Like, why couldn't he, why did he have to make it so personal with Will and Jada? It was just tacky, very tacky and, and unfortunate for real. 
Yeah, I think bottom line for me is just straight up like looks are off limits. I really do have a big problem when everyone is like, well, that's what comedians do. I don't know. Like sometimes when I watch comedy or I watch shows that are funny and it's like picking apart somebody's appearance, I'm like, I don't know how you don't take that personally. I don't because it's not something I can change or anyone can change. And Chris Rock, he's a smart dude. You can make a smart, funny joke, not one that's like a cheap joke based on someone's look. Let's just take a minute to to define what alopecia is just for our listeners who who are not aware. So Jada Pickensmith, she's never shared what kind of alopecia she has. It seems to be, you know, everyone believes that she has the condition which is called alopecia areata. So according to Dr. Caroline Robinson, who we had as a guest on the podcast a few months ago or a couple months ago, alopecia areata is an autoimmune form of hair loss that can affect anyone at any age. And it causes hair to fall out in round patches as the body treats the hair and the hair follicle as foreign, and it fights it with inflammation. We at Refinery, we actually just did this huge photo essay on alopecia featuring different women who at different points of their lives were diagnosed with alopecia areata. In all of their stories, you know, we will link it because It is just so incredibly traumatic. It is so emotional. And in fact, we were going to have one of the women who we featured in the story on the podcast, but unfortunately, she wasn't able to, to join. Her name is Simone Marie, and she shared a photo of herself from the shoot on Monday, the day after the Oscars, with a caption that basically said that, you know, it took her a minute to process what she watched. Chris Rock used his platform to make fun of a black woman and single out someone that is clearly still processing their condition. Instead of using his platform to celebrate black women or educate the world on what Jada and millions of other women and men are going through, he chose ignorance. And alopecia is something that Dr. Robinson says that affects over 50% of Black women in their lifetime. And what Nae said, it's incredibly ironic that he produced this documentary in 2009 called Good Hair and chooses then to make this joke about Jada's hair. So I know that we're not condoning violence here on this podcast, but Nae, like, what are you thinking, like, was going through Chris Rock's head? Like, why did he make that joke? Obviously, it was a bad joke. And in your opinion, like, Did he deserve to get slapped? (laughs) I am a big believer in that. Basically, don't write a check that your hands can't cash out, right? And so I think that, like you said, like I read somewhere that they had to run through a rehearsal. He did not say that joke. Will Smith was there. There's a script. There's lines he's supposed to say. He's a professional. So, you know, you can do something off the dome. Like anyone who's done stand-up or has watched a stand-up comedian do anything, they're very quick with it. And I think that it was just a cheap shot. And I think it was low down and it was very dirty. I also know that he's fully aware of like the press run that the Smiths have had as a couple. I'm sure he couldn't do the entanglement thing because it's already been beaten. Like it's a wash. Everybody knows. Ah ha ha. Entanglement, like whatever. So he's like, what's the next thing that he could do? And I think that maybe he looked out into the audience and he's like, hmm, Will Smith, Jada. Hmm, look at her hair. Mm, Let me just say that, which is so like, it's so childish and, and like embarrassing to do that, especially as a Black man, and as a Black man on top of that, who is fully aware of the relationship that Black women have with their hair. I saw somewhere that he talked to someone and he said he didn't know that she had alopecia. Even if you don't know, 
I think that just in general, I think when a woman decides to shave her head, something happened. Sometimes it's just for a new look, but also a lot of times it's like, oh, something might be going on. For me, I shaved my head a couple of times. I was in distress. Nobody knew specifically what it was, but it was just like emotionally, I had to remove the hair from my head and start off. But if somebody would have joked about it at that time, it would have been devastating to me, especially because when you think about as a Black woman, because of the way that the culture is set up, a lot of our femininity lies in our hair for better or for worse. And when you have to divorce yourself from that and look essentially the way that men are supposed to look or are believed to look, it does something to you. And you have to literally go through a process of accepting that, waking up, going to the mirror and just seeing your head and just seeing all face is something that you have to you know, condition yourself to understand that femininity is not necessarily attached to long hair, to straight hair, to um, big hair, to this type of color hair, to this or whatever. You are doing so much unlearning. And so I think for Chris Rock to do that in that moment was such a cowardly and also very mean-spirited, nasty thing. And I know that, you know, he was in a moment and he, you know, hitting his stride as a presenter and doing all of this or whatever, but you know better than that. And you chose the easy way because Jada Pinkett Smith was an easy target as a black woman. I think it just proves though that carelessness has serious repercussions. Yeah, it kind of feels like a part of you. I mean, and I can't speak to everyone's experience, but for me, I felt like a part of my womanhood died in that moment. And it was just because like, I've been cutting my hair shorter and shorter. And at some point I was like, you know, I live in New York. I can pull off being bald. I can do it. Everyone's bald here. Like I can do it. But I had to shave my head almost down to the skin because I got a bad haircut with a bad color. And I just remember sitting in my house and thinking, wow, I am going to look terrible for the next couple of whatever people are going to think that I'm something, whatever. And again, it's wrapped up in problematic understanding of like what being a woman is and what femininity can and can't be. But especially within the black community, there's so many people who are like still bemoaning the loss of their hair. Like people are like, oh, my hair would have been longer if my mom hadn't relaxed it when I was six years old or, you know, I'm wearing lace fronts now because of X, Y, Z. When we think about hair in the black community, it's just hair, but it's also not just hair because that's so much of our identity. And so for me, I thought it was just like imagining a person, it's Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, she's rich. And ultimately they're, they're all fine. It's fine. But it's about the message that it sends to other people. You can harass black women. You can disrespect black women. And if somebody stands up for them, it's a problem, right? And that was the thing, the part of it that's like, obviously he should not have punched him on stage at the Oscars. If he would have punched him at Beyonce's after party, it probably would have been a meme. It probably would have been something on The Shade Room. It might've been on E and would have been like, yeah, they got into a little fight and people would be like, well, yeah, he made a point. But I think it's the audacity of Will Smith to take that step of solidarity, though extreme and ill-timed, take that step in front of everyone and say, absolutely not. I think that that was the thing. And then people are like, well, it's it's black on black, whatever. Like, okay, yeah. And he shouldn't have said that. He knows better. If it had been some other, like a white comic and he'd gotten slapped, then it's a whole different thing because why would a white man be commenting on a black woman's hair? All of these hypotheticals, I think people are reaching and be like, well, what if Betty White had said it? First of all, Betty White is no longer (laughs) with us. And Betty White would never- Would not have made that joke. She would not have said that. So the hypotheticals are not important. (laughs) I literally saw someone say Bob Saget. Yeah, I saw it too. I'm like, y'all have lost it. All of these dead people in heaven, like, why am I in it? Like, I'm minding my business with Moses. I don't have anything to do with that. So it's just like the, the hypothetical doesn't matter. What actually happened was someone disrespecting a black woman and also just in front of her husband on his big night 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what could have happened or whatever. What happened was that a man disrespected someone and in front of a lot of other people. And the man said, you know what? It's not going to work. We don't do that. And I think that it's about setting a boundary. And whether or not you agree with the action, I think, for Jada, who is the most important person in this whole conversation, as long as Jada knows that somebody has her back and somebody will say are defended and protected and loved to the point that I will do anything to protect you, that's the most important part. And from what I see when she's posting on Instagram, she's posing with their kids and stuff, whatever. It's setting an example. Jada has a daughter who has shaved her head many, many times. So Willow Smith has a great like relationship with hair in the sense that it's like, it's just hair. I can do whatever I want. She has two sons that she's also raising. So the, their sons know that Black women must be protected by any means necessary. And I think a whole generation of Black women should know that you deserve to have someone step in front of you and say, like, you're doing your part. I want to do mine too. Solidarity in intraracially, but also interracially. As a community, we should say, Will Smith shouldn't have slapped him in the face, but also don't ever... Don't ever disrespect a black woman like that. Don't disrespect women like that. Don't disrespect people like that, but specifically black women. I think that should be the takeaway. And we can have both sides. Sorry to Chris Rock. I know it sucked. It was embarrassing. Don't do that again. And if he does it again and somebody else slaps him, you know, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of comics talking about this. Like, what examples is this set for Will, or pardon me, for the public when a man approaches the stage and slaps somebody for a joke they don't like? Like, what are your thoughts when people say that? In general, comedy and comedians need to rework the way that they think about their subject matter. A lot of people think that being the most crass and disgusting and ridiculous person in the room means that you're the funniest. And that's not true. I think that just in general, I think we've seen a lot of people talking about comedians and what they can and can't say. I think about the whole issue with Dave Chappelle and his discussion of trans people in the queer community. And there are boundaries and lines that should not be crossed. And I think that as a comedian, this new generation of people it's kind of like, listen, you're not going to be able to talk about me without getting hit. Just know that you can say whatever you want. You are free to say whatever you want. But actions have consequences. Words mean things and actions have consequences. And I think that if a comic is smart and cares about their career and being respected by other people, you're going to find new ways to be funny that don't involve talking about people's looks, that don't involve talking about people's children, that don't involve talking about people's sexuality in a disrespectful way. There's a funny way to talk about being gay. There's a funny way to talk about your experience with Black women. There's a funny way to talk about your race, your class, your gender, all of that. But you don't have to be marginalizing people in the process. And I think that that's the takeaway that comics should have. Uh, if you feel like your jokes are going to get you like slapped in the face, then you should go back to the drawing board, I think. Amen. So where do you think we should go from here? Like, how do you think the Academy should handle it? You know, there's been... Obviously, everyone has their own opinions and ideas. They're like, take Will Smith's Oscar away or don't invite him back next year. We're waiting to see if Chris Rock will release a statement or apologize for his actions. Like, what are you hoping to see besides other people continuing to give their hot takes on Twitter? I think that the Academy, if it wants to take Will Smith's Oscar away, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people who need to have those Oscars stripped away from them and should not ever be invited back. There's a lot of people who should be blackballed from the industry as well. I think it's interesting how spicy people get when a black person is involved. I think it's interesting. Like, oh, when a, he's an abuser. I saw someone saying that he should go to jail. I was like, oh, jail? <laughs> like, he, he should be arrested. It's, oh, okay. There's a lot of people in the room right now. 
in the room, people who are in the academy, people who are on the board, people who are billionaires and who are doing all this, people who are going to the Vanity Fair after party, who are alleged or actually real life abusers who are just walking around freely. And this isn't to say like, oh, Will Smith could do it because other people could do it. But there's something to be said about the tendency to hyper police what black people do. So I think that's one thing. You're free to open an investigation into the situation. But I think that the Academy should make sure that its hands are clean before doing that for one. Two, I think Chris Rock, watch your mouth. That's just the biggest thing. Don't do that again. I think that he hasn't made a statement yet because I'm sure he's processing what's happened and also probably shocked by the amount of people who are kind of not on his side in the conversation and the way that it's playing out. So I think there's a lot of like introspection that needs to happen on his part. And I think for um, Jada, I just wish her all the best, like continue doing you. I would love Jada to get on Instagram live and be like, yeah, he's weird and this, this and that. But also she's so Zen and so peaceful that she's never going to do that. And I think for the greater culture, specifically to black women who are listening to this podcast, like you're doing a really good job just existing. And I know that there are a lot of black women who are like, yeah, I felt this so deeply, like as the only black woman in my job who gets comments every time I change my hair and this and that. And people are like, yeah, I've never changed my hair because I don't want to be that person. People are going to talk about it. I think for black women, it's just like, know that no matter what you are doing a good job, and you deserve to be in that space and you can look any way that you want to. And then for people who are not black women, especially white women, girl, don't be like that. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Like if you're going to be a feminist, if you're going to be a womanist, you better, you better do that. Do that. If you don't understand something, listen. I think it's been so helpful to see like women reaching out to me like, I didn't get it, but I just shared the story because, you know, I don't think I need to. Yeah, there's some things that are not your business. There's some white people business that I don't get into because I don't get it. I wasn't in there. <laughs> there's so many conversations that I'm just like, let me just amplify the, the voices of the people who have a stake in this. Um, and I think that we need to do that more as a culture. If you don't get it, this is not your fight to fight. Help the other people who are involved. Move your power and your platform and your status around to like elevate those causes and those conversations. Otherwise, you're just like contributing to the problem. For me, I just feel like we need to listen. I always will say listen to Black women and not in the cliche, you know, performative way, but really listen. And if you don't understand, I would even say like, don't even ask questions. Just read. There's so much literature. Twitter is free and it's so much more helpful than like any book or whatever, because people are sharing what's from their heart. Just pay attention, just listen. And when you learn something, like take it back to your people. Don't come and regurgitate it to a black woman. You don't have to tell me about Maya Angelou. You don't have to tell me about Bell Hooks. I know. Tell it to your homegirls in the group chat. Tell it to the girls at work. Tell it to your family. Like do all of that work so that the people like behind you who are not in the know can know something. You know, and then just in general, if you like a black woman's hair, just say, you look cute, girl. I love your look. You look so good. And keep it at that. Yeah. And stay out of Anae's DMs. <laughs> look, she said it, not me. Because if I had to tell you, it's going to be a problem. Don't ever. And if this woman is listening to the, I don't even think she's listening. She's, she, doesn't no, have she's the, she doesn't have the aura. She's not one of the girls. But no. if you want to get into a, a, someone, a black woman's DMs about this and start complaining, you better not do that. That's your warning. That is your warning. And I actually have one final question to wrap things up. Earlier in the conversation, you said it like took you a few days to to finally kind of feel bad for Chris Rock. So as it stands, like we know that Chris Rock needs to be quiet and not do that again. How are you feeling for him in this situation now? 
I'm not feeling that bad, but I do imagine that getting open face slapped, someone was like, it's a punch. It wasn't a punch. Like a punch is different. A slap Mm -hmm. is a sign of disrespect. It means you are nothing. I'm putting you in your place. Don't ever say that again. It's really like a, it's, it's discipline. It's disrespect too. Yeah. it's It's disrespect. And so I think that, you know, for anyone it's disrespectful, but also these are two grown men who are, you know, industry peers. They have a lot of the same friends icons of their specific crafts. And so for Will Smith to say, you are nothing, don't ever do that again. I imagine that it's just kind of like, wow. So, you know, I hope Chris Rock goes to therapy and works it out with his therapist and she can, they can tell him like, there is a lane for you to be in and stay in that lane. I feel bad. I do feel bad because it's a meme. Like I was reading that um, his next like comedy show is already sold out and the tickets are for like $600. So not that bad. He's still doing well financially. He's going to get richer off of this. That meme of him getting slapped, it's been turned into like a video game. I've seen like comics about it. I've heard it be turned into a song. Like, oh yeah, I heard an auto tune. I heard an auto tune. I was like, wow. He's been memed. And so I think it's embarrassing because he's a grown man and he got slapped on TV. But at the same time, I know exactly why he got slapped. And I hope that the slap is a lesson burned into his mind that you should never disrespect anybody like that in public, one, but especially a Black woman, because you know better than that. And AA, um, we cannot thank you enough. We know that you're super busy and we don't want to keep you any longer, but how can we find you online and how can we continue to support the work that you're doing? Thank you for having me to talk about this thing. Finish, close my part of the discourse. Um, you can find me at Inaya Como on social media, on Twitter, and on Instagram, if you're ever hanging out on refiner29.com, come on over to Unbothered. Our neighborhood is very friendly. We're writing about all sorts of things, beauty, hair, politics, thirst. I might have some thirst down the pipeline. I don't know. So if you see me talking about something other than Chris Rock getting slapped, this is an aberration. I typically don't only talk about people getting slapped. But uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm online perpetually. I just live on the internet. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson, and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.